0: Forgotten Flicks, episode 48, Die Hard, 1988. Now I have a machine gun.
1: <laughs> ho, ho, ho. A security guard we missed? They're usually tired, open to something very fat on a pension. No, 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 this is something else. <laughs>
0: 24th. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I'm Joel, and joined as always by that crazy, crazy cowboy himself, that Yippie Kaye. What is it, Jason? <laughs>
2: Yippie Kaye, monkey fighter.
0: That's right. Yippie Kaye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was December 24th. <laughs> <laughs> was I, I, that the Fat Boys? Just tell me that I, before we get started. Are you,
0: are you serious?
2: Is that the Fat Boys? Are you
0: freaking kidding me? You are you? you no, know, seriously. I I know we're actually recording right now, but are you joking?
2: No, I'm not joking. Who was that? It was Run DMC. Oh, that's right. That's right.
0: Okay, let's yeah. let's get something straight. One of the greatest <laughs> Christmas songs ever, and <laughs> and and I played it tonight at dinner for my five-year-old, my four, kid who's going to be four as of tomorrow, we're recording this on the 20th, and my two-year-old, Jason, they knew it was Run DMC. What <laughs> the hell is wrong with you?
2: Yeah, sorry. I okay. keep getting my 80s rap stars mixed up.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because Run DMC and Fat Boys pretty much the same thing. I'm thinking. <laughs> no, because Run DMC was in Crush Groove. Fat Boys were in Delirious.
2: Oh, and they were in... You know why I'm thinking of them? Because I just watched... Disorderlies like two weeks ago. So. Oh, that's
0: actually, no, what? Never mind. Delirious was actually not. I meant disorderly. No,
2: that's Eddie Murphy's. Yeah, I know standard. it is. Now I realize yeah. that. Disorderly. I, I, me, I
0: meant disorderly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really glad you pointed that out, uh, or that, that would have been edited. Um, <laughs>
2: yippee monkey fighter. That's right.
0: <laughs> I, I so badly. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not this would be our first quote-unquote explicit episode. Because Put on as, the tag. Put on the tag. <laughs> yes, this is obviously our diehard episode. So all of those that have been waiting with bated breath, all five of you. <laughs> this is the culmination of our. What would you call it? The Christmas flicks festival of life. Merry Flicksmas. Oh, Merry Flicksmas. Yes, that's a lot yes. more clever sounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the the basic gist of this show is going to be we're going to drop more f bombs than. And um, Die Hard. The Bible's got Psalms. <laughs> Wait, that was House of Pain. Never mind. So jump around. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Jason has never seen Die Hard. I'm just going to get that out right now prior to this show. Yeah. And yep. based on the voicemail we got, and we got five tonight, folks, so stay around to the end. We we do the voicemail at the end. And in fact, we've got some new voicemail folks and as well as some some familiar favorites. And of those new ones, these are folks that I honestly had to spend countless (laughs) hours begging, (laughs) pleading. Jason would would cry. He would call them over Skype and be like, "Please come on our show." And I would I would just get all, "All "Come on, do it." And then finally, they did.
2: And they all hated Die
0: Hard. Yeah, they already all all what? Uh, No, actually, no. Um, To a person, they (laughs) love Die Hard. So let's just get something out of the way now. If Jason, in fact, tur- it turns out that he has had some kind of aneurysm or there's some kind of like, um, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> uh, lobotomy, like home lobotomy kid he's been playing with, and he, in fact, did not like this movie.
2: This, this I, might be the actual riot episode. Is that what you're saying? I,
0: no, I'm saying I'm saying that I actually feel bad for you and may it may become like the, you know, I can goof on my brother, but the other guy can't, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that if there's a, an equivalent of virtually getting your ass kicked, you will be getting it.
2: This, this might be it. So yeah. I'm
0: probably going to have to come to your defense, which really sucks, because part of me will hate you for hating Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be really tough on me. Um, but you'll we, suffer through it? I'll suffer through it, but yeah. I'm going to be a little bit like Snake Plissken, helping out. People in that movie, Escape from L. Uh, a. Oh, wow, Freudian Slip. <laughs> escape, <laughs> and, Escape from New York. You know where it's kind of like he does it, but uh, eh,
2: he's not into it. He doesn't it, really just... want to.
0: No. Uh, yeah. You're going to kind of be the brain to me. You're going to kind of be Harry Deanstan in Escape That's from New York. Right. To my snake Pluskin.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I like being the Harry to your snake. Yeah, I mean the yeah, yeah, yeah my no.
0: hairy snake's got a brain.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really surprised because we've. um, we 've actually been working on lists after list after list of movies to put in the show um, and movies to talk about and cover. obviously, this is our last episode of two thousand and eleven. This is the first episode of our second year um, and so we've we 've talked about a buttload of them and so it it really surprised me we We talked about this movie and I said yeah yeah i don 't think i 've ever seen that and the more I thought about it i 've actually never seen any of the Die Hard movies, and I don't know why. It wasn't um, – I'm not a I, – I like Bruce Willis. Um, um, I, I have nothing against anything in the movie. I just for some I, reason – I know what it was, Jason. Yeah. When you
0: were growing up, you saw the Seagram's wine cooler commercials that he sang, <laughs> and you were like, I can't do it. I can't do it.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. You know what, though? Seriously, I think it was a little bit of the – this is one of those movies that has so uh, penetrated pop culture, especially a lot of the quotes and a lot of the um, uh, shots, you know, certain shots and scenes of the movie. It was just one of those that maybe after so many years I'm thinking, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, no, I actually have not seen this <laughs> it's so, movie.
0: <laughs> it's so iconic and it's so permeated the pop culture that you thought you saw it. <laughs> That's well, it's awesome. like somebody saying, no, I get it,
2: I get it. Oh, yeah, I've read Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, most of you have not read Romeo and yeah, Juliet. Yeah, that's just people most trying know to. Story.
0: You know, that's like with the story you told me the other day where you were in college and you were going to go see Il Postino because you're in college <laughs> and you're trying to be all highfalutin. Oh, and you're like, as you're standing there, you already bought your ticket. You realize, oh, wait a minute, Hot Shots Part Deux is playing. And then the real Jason came out. <laughs> so this whole all this crap about, oh, I read Ruby. I love Ruby. I love the classics. You're full of crap, people. <laughs> You read them because you want to seem smart. Yeah. Uh. I'm sure Gail with her book club is like going to have my ass. <laughs> She's having a connection. She's like, what are you? Screw you, you son of a bitch. Some of us love literature.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but at least I didn't cry in Hot Shots Part D.
0: I didn't cry. I cried during Casper at the end.
2: I didn't either, but I would have cried in Il Postino. So. Oh,
0: my God.
2: Sure. But, yes, I don't know why I didn't see this movie. So we definitely are trying to, especially for this coming year, Yes, we're going to try and balance out more movies that either you or I haven't seen so that one or the other of us can mock uh, willingly and and openly the fact that we've never seen these movies. Oh, yes. Yes. And and I
0: I went out of my way to make sure that there were a few on this list that I had. Because, I mean, you know, going through this year, it's been awesome to go through all these movies and a lot of them I hadn't seen in a long time. And there's a lot more on this list coming up. That I haven't seen in a very long time. Although, ironically, the very first movie we're starting off with, which we will announce at the end of the show, we're going to announce all of all the shows <laughs> for January. Um, I saw like three months ago. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, no. I guess it was like six to eight months ago, but still within the last year.
2: Yeah. So, and, and we'll talk about that towards the end. You know, we mm-hmm. definitely want to talk a little bit about what's coming up this year. But for this movie, um, we we decided we had to do it, and especially as kind of the cap off to our Christmas special for the month. Um, this movie takes place at Christmas. So I think this was kind of a natural Christmas choice. Oh yeah. Um, because the setting is at Christmas. So um with that, would you like to get into the super awesome trailer?
0: Um I would. Um however to start, let's do our our spoiler alert. Because if I uh, there's quite a few things in the trailer.
2: Uh, uh that's true too, yeah. yeah we yeah. we should spoil before the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Thanks, <laughs> JV. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> In the very beginning of the movie, the
2: guy on the plane is telling McLean to just take your shoes off and just curl up your toes, make fists out of them. And I'm like, this is funny, because you know why? Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Hold on. Come on. Everyone has seen Die Hard. So don't even say, don't even.
0: Spoiler alert,
2: please. Come on. Who hasn't seen this movie? If you have not seen this
1: movie, Die Hard, you are not a real man. Jason.
0: What, what did he say? <laughs> and, and ladies and gentlemen, Jason had no idea that was coming. I've had to keep that under the vest for the last two weeks or whatever it was. JB sent that to me.
2: Oh, my God. That was awesome. Oh, that is
0: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't seen Die Hard? Which sort of is the bigger point here. Jason has. Oh. But now he has, so Jason is no longer a Die Hard virgin. I
2: am, I am no longer a cabin boy. I am now a cabin, cabin man.
0: man. <laughs> cabin boy. There's another one i got to put on the list. And 2013 is already filling up.
2: I know. We are at least halfway through 2013, I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting there. We are getting there.
2: Touché, Jv. Touché. Yep.
0: So, uh you ready for a little uh, Die Hard trailer action? Oh, yes. Let's do it.
2: It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home with you?
3: Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do,
4: okay? A New York cop, John McLean,
1: has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Sit <laughs> down.
4: Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. They're as brilliant. Because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. And I'm telling you,
1: you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We're doing it the hard way. Now, the last thing McClane wants think, damn it, think is to be a hero. Where's Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? Good
3: job.
0: They have already killed one hostage. This
3: channel is reserved for emergency calls only.
0: He's inside? Who is he?
1: You are most troublesome for a security guard. Sorry, wrong guess, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Do you really think you have a chance against our sophisticated cowboy. But
4: you just destroyed a building.
1: And I am in charge of this situation. Well, I got some bad news for you. Come up here, that looks look like you're in charge of Jack. He is a blow. And he has to see this distance from anybody down here. Hey, pal, how you feeling? the thing's being equal. I'd rather be in have Only
3: John can drive somebody that crazy. <laughs> He's an easy
4: guy to like.
1: Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a
4: hard man to kill. will it die hard got invited to the christmas party by mistake who knew
0: you got invited (laughs) to the christmas party by mistake
2: (laughs) yeah i want to talk about that
0: (laughs) okay is that is is, i'm trying to i just watched this two nights ago and i'm trying to recall that scene
2: um, that's when he was talking to Hans Gruber when he didn't know it was Hans Gruber and he thought he was just another, like, uh, Oh, that's right. Hostage.
0: Yeah. No. And he's like, oh, God, you're one me. of them, aren't you? You're one oh, of them. Oh, God, don't <laughs> shoot me. Ugh, what are you
4: doing
1: here? Clay. Yeah.
2: Bill Clay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, who are you and where are you from? And, uh, you know, so they talked about it. And that's when he said, got invited to the Christmas party by mistake, and
0: so now, Jason, this movie is um, what in Hollywood parlance they call high concept. In other words, the what does is, that mean? The you've never heard of high concept? No. High concept is any movie that can be described in like one sentence, and it's usually like, for instance, Star Trek would be high, considered high concept because when Gene Roddenberry pitched it, it was "it's wagon train in space."
2: You know, any- and this is. Skyscraper, boom,
0: shoot, gun, f bombs. N- no, this is you know <laughs> one New York cop against twelve terrorists in a high rise on Christmas Eve. That is high concept. It's any movie uh-huh. that gotcha. in Hollywood land they actually <laughs> believe will all but it's all but guaranteed to be a big hit because it's high concept. Obviously, any okay. uh, comic so book easy movie, etc., etc. Under- et
2: easy to understand for the plebs. That's what you're saying.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, that's where okay. I was going with that. Yep. <laughs>
2: So you're saying my synopsis should actually be fairly simplistic.
0: Um, yes. In fact, if you yes. just want to grunt. Ugh. Yep, that's it. Okay. That, that'll do it.
2: Um, yes, this is, you know, it's funny because before this we're talking, all right, let's keep the synopsis short. Just, just let's talk about what the synopsis is in uh, uh, on IMDb. Yeah, it's almost a thousand words. So guess what? I'm going to make a shorter version.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I actually said to Jason, just, yeah, just read the one on IMDb.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read that because we'd be here till March. Um, this is actually just pretty much the story of John McClane, who is a New York cop who's just come to L.A. to visit his, I guess estranged is a good word, his estranged wife. Yes. Um, they're still married, but he's going to her Christmas party in her office building, uh, the Nokotama building, or I forget what it's called. But it's, uh, um, uh,
0: I'll give you another chance, Jason. You just watched this movie
2: remember it's uh um oh um no, no it's, it starts with an n uh-huh. nokatomi or
0: not nakatami 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 yes
2: okay so um she has worked her way up into this uh company and she's having a big christmas party and he shows up to be at the christmas party well uh all of a sudden these terrorists bust in and the terrorists are i think we should
0: use quote fingers early. around terrorists because
2: they're not uh, yes. really.
0: yeah, okay yeah, and, and you know
2: we 're in spoiler territory, so yeah. they 're not actually terrorists. Uh, the whole story is they 're pretending to be terrorists to the outside world yes. they 're actually just thieves mm-hmm. uh, they 're actually really good thieves and um, so he escapes being part of that uh, group of hostages and he wreaks havoc on the terrorists Yes. and that 's pretty one man
0: wrecking machine
2: yes that 's pretty much it um, mm-hmm. he 's in this high rise building that 's mm-hmm. not quite finished. Um, he does all kinds of things to try and thwart their plans. And, um, it's just him against yeah. all this terrorist faction or all these bad guys, um, trying to stop stuff to slow them down and let the outside world know. So yeah. that's yeah. pretty much the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Am I close? Is that oh, good? That,
0: was, that was pretty good. And, and, and again, Die Hard is the epitome of a high concept action movie. I mean, it's every Hollywood exec in the world drools over that opportunity when somebody comes in their office and says, okay, here's, here's what the movie is. And then pitches them a Die Hard, ish yeah. type movie, and then they can spend gotcha. a good dollars on it and yeah. hope that they make it all back. Yeah. But <laughs> then it all goes up their nose, and the movie's forever in the blind. Yeah, the pretty ride, much. And, yeah. yeah. So yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, Jason, should we get right into feelings about Die Hard? And, I think
2: we should get right into this.
0: And who should and who should go first?
2: Um, I I think you should go first. You think so? I think so. Hmm. I think so, because you've made no qualms about how you feel about this movie, so yeah. go ahead and get it out. Yeah, I'm not even going to and... pretend
0: like, oh, well, after watching it again, and it had been a while since I've seen the picture, and it did it really hold up? Yeah, it totally did. <laughs> and in fact, I got interrupted like 18 times while watching it, which in a way almost made it play more into the nostalgia angle, because I have probably seen this movie. Uh, a little later on, one of our callers points out that he had a friend that watched it literally every afternoon after school for six months straight. Oh my god! <laughs> and I would—I didn't quite go that crazy in a row, but I would because that would be like 180 days. I, I would say I've seen this movie close to hundred times. I had to have. I mean, beginning I, to end, you've be- seen be- this hundred times. Beginning to end, and then I'm not even counting the number of times that I probably just have it on in the background, you know, and I'd be doing something else. Yeah, yeah no, I, that, I, no,
2: I'm talking beginning to end. You watch this movie? I would
0: say it, it's at least 70 plus. Yeah, wow! it had to be. I mean, it, I, I when I was in high... Dude, I watched this movie over and <laughs> over. It was on HBO. I recorded it off of HBO, and that's all she wrote. I wore yeah. that VHS tape out. That Maxell <laughs> didn't know what hit it. Uh, yes. So I, right. I love this movie. I have total C&D for it. So even if it did suck, I would be completely blind to that. But even that being said, I can step back enough from it, and I really tried. I even watched it with the... I was thinking, okay... Go in with this. Go in and be somewhat critical about it, and don't just do the C and D thing. Oh, I'm gonna love it because it's it's mine. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. do I so and there were some things um, that that jumped out at me more so than they had in the past. Now it's been a few, probably a few years since I've seen it, and uh, there. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously some of the <laughs> '80s type things, which I mean, it's real easy to get up on our little you know 2011 going into 2012. Of course, really after this year, it doesn't matter because we're all gonna be dead. Because of the Mayans, yeah, um, yeah but yeah. so, but we'll give you on our 2012 <laughs> high horse, and you know, oh, oh, they had VHS and CBs in the limo, did they? <laughs> but yeah, but those can be excused. Yes, I they mean, can be excused, and because that's time period. And and I definitely felt like John McClane, especially certain points at the beginning, and I, I think this was just an acting choice by Willis. He is kind of douchey in parts, and uh, I don't mean that, I mean, I love John McClane, one of my favorite, I mean, he is the old, like, the all-American, blue-collar, badass, you know, action hero, Mm -hmm. but there were a couple moments where, just watching, really trying to pay attention to Willis's facial cues and whatnot, I was like, you know, McClane, yeah, you know, I can see why Holly had to, you know, use the Gennaro and needed a little distance, because... (laughs) <laughs> He's a bit of an ass, and I mean, they made no bones about that, um, and I also yeah. think this movie should win an award for most celebrity lookalike alike terrorists. We had the Huey Lewis <laughs> lookalike alike monitoring the front. We had the John Tesh lookalike, alike the first kill, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> who, if you noticed, when uh, John is looking through his, uh, McLean's looking through the terrorist after breaking his neck on the stairs, he's looking through his uh, sweats and he lifts above his shirt. He's like wearing this like purple, like I'm talking Barney purple shirt. <laughs> it's like what is up with this guy? Yeah, you've and, got
2: the um, German Hansen uh, lookalikes. Oh yeah, oh,
0: so, oh, 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 oh well, yeah, that was the one. They were the the younger brother, the one that the yeah he was the John. He looked like John Tesh to me, like he had a John Tesch vibe. Uh, and, yeah. and then of course Alexander Gudinov, who played his brother, who I guess I've always heard that supposedly he was the quote unquote die hard like he was the reason why they called it die hard because obviously it was hard to kill him but i would kind of think it would be McClane, because they obviously spent the whole yeah. movie trying to kill his ass but whatever mean, yeah.
2: uh, even the trailer he's easy to like and hard to kill you know yeah i mean so mm. yes okay well i will um i will say this
0: yes obviously. say this
2: um I'm I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I know it is a huge blockbuster from the 80s, there late comes, 80s. folks,
0: get ready. Bend yep. over. No. No. Grab, no. Nope. Grab nope. I'm not
2: pretending. I'm not pretending. All I got to say is why the hell hadn't I seen this movie. Holy cow. Now, I I mentioned I've seen a lot of the clips of it, so I've seen a lot of the scenes. This is a
0: setup. I'm getting ready for it. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. I'm I've bent over. I've assu- I've spread the cheeks. I've assumed the position. Assume the position. Yes.
2: Okay. So in the – a lot of 80s movies, we talked about this back in our Commando episode, I loved the big kind of testosterone movies of just – like you said, the way to describe this movie is – this is guns and explosions and uh, people getting killed. I love that. So Commando and and,
0: um, uh, Terminator. Raw deal. (laughs)
2: Raw deal. Red heat. (laughs) You know what? Enough – explosions and guns and blood and guts and gore and yes and i loved it so i i told meg i said I, there's got to be a reason i told my wife i got it there's got to be a reason i haven't seen this maybe i started watching it you know back in 88 and i didn't like it, and it there's got to be something there is nothing and i will it was tell the you the part with I, the teddy
0: bear when he comes off the plane with the teddy bear no, like what the no, hell
2: no, no. i looked I looked for things because I know how much you love this, and I thought, yep. God, would it be awesome if I went in there and I oh, just God. poked him and said, "This sucks." I couldn't find anything. So no, this
0: was RoboCop for you, like whereas RoboCop for me, which I had seen, of course, but I I didn't really remember a lot of it. And when I saw it for our show, it held up so like it, even I liked it even more than it I knew as a kid. Yes,
2: yes. Now I, I watched this and I thought this is the perfect. Action, yes, it movie. really is. It is. It really is, and it's you know, it's the lone cowboy. Even though they kind of reference that he's a cowboy in this because of the Hans Gruber character is kind of this British snot,
0: which we really, which we, yeah, well, we, we got to get into, man, because he, yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get into it's awesome.
2: Yes, um, and, and but even with that, he is kind of like the. It, it, it's kind of like the old western. He's the lone guy against yeah. all the bad guys, and he slowly takes them out. It was a Clint Eastwood. It was an Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was a. I mean, this was just perfect, perfect, perfect. But even perfect. better. I, but
0: even better than a lot of those movies, dude. But I love so much, and that's why I say blue collar, because he gets his ass kicked. I mean, he is like he gets hurt bad, and he looks like he's nah. in a lot of. Pain. He he gets in pain, dude. When he's walking, when he's uh, calling, I, I, Go ahead.
2: I I, I okay. Um, I absolutely love this. So there's no flaw in this movie. But there were some things in it that I thought were a little – like he doesn't really get hurt that bad other than like in the – towards the end. So this is not really a spoiler. Well, I guess it is kind of. But towards the end, they shoot out all the glass around where he's hiding because they recognize recognize he doesn't have shoes on because like J.V. said – That he in the plane, one of the guys riding the plane says, hey, a good way to unwind from the airplane is take your shoes off in your hotel room and let your feet – make fists out of your feet and let them relax. So he starts doing that when he gets into this um, office building, and that's when the terrorists come in, and he gets caught off guard and runs away with no shoes on. So the terrorists say, shoot the glass, and he runs through glass, and he gets his feet cut up, and that's a part of this – the the storyline. But then – okay, before he gets his feet cut up, he's okay. Yeah. He gets his feet cut up. He goes into the bathroom, and he's having this long conversation over the walkie-talkie with the police officer, who we didn't really talk about
0: much. Re- um, <laughs> but Reginald Vell Johnson.
2: Reginald Vell Johnson, who is just kind of this, sar- this desk sergeant who happens to get the call yeah, to Al-Pan. check out the building, and he is the one who ends up talking back and forth with uh, McClain over the walkie-talkie. But
0: as he's talking to him, he's like, Ugh,
2: I've been better. Uh, I'm like – Dude, he's not dying. He's got glass in his feet. I mean <laughs> Okay.
0: I have got to believe but yeah, but you have to consider the whole context of that. I mean you've got you you would but before be. Exhausted. That he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Yeah, there were some moments. There were some moments.
2: Not that bad. It was it was a little bit like, okay, this is just, you know, dramatizing this moment, but I mean it's glass in his foot. Come Dude,
0: on. Dude, if you had big shards of glass in your feet, you it would hurt like hell. Yeah. We don't it's pretty deep, man. He's like yeah. really yanking it out. And I think but it it's, wouldn't be I'm losing blood. I'm he didn't dying. say, I'm, yeah, he never said that. And I think it was the, I, I honestly <laughs> think it was the idea that his character was losing hope in the situation at that point.
2: Uh, yeah, emotionally, he definitely was. I think was he was kind of
0: emotionally and re- just physically, psychically, emotionally exhausted. And I think so, that, yes, it probably hurt like hell. And if his feet had gotten cut up at the beginning of the movie, I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure it would have hurt. He would have maybe had to drag himself a little bit. But I think it was mm-hmm. a combination of factors.
2: Yeah, so I like Bruce Willis in this. I, like I said, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I kept uh, watching this movie and seeing him that young. I kept waiting for him to break out into song because I just remember him <laughs> from Hudson Hawk oh, yeah. when every time they go to break into a house, uh, him and his partner Would start you singing like a song. To
0: swing on a star? Yeah, so I was waiting for him to start singing.
2: <laughs> yeah, but um, and that and Moonlighting. you know, I, I, I saw – I watched Moonlighting back in the day, and so I, oh, I remember – So with that, I will say with no reservation, I absolutely love this movie. I want to own it. I will try to catch up to some of you and watch it at least, you know, 10, 15 more times.
0: uh, uh, Here's the question. Did you have time to watch Die Hard 2? I didn't. And I I think knowing you, and I do believe I know you somewhat well, (laughs) I think I don't know that you'll like it more. But I think it'll be up there for you. You think so? I think so. Because if you could get past, yeah. obviously, the ridiculousness that this would happen twice to this guy. Yeah, Christmas. right, right. But the idea with each of these movies is it kind of keeps getting bigger in scale. Like by But well, th- listen...
2: I got past the ridiculousness that it happened once. So oh, they're,
0: they're, they're, Touche. <laughs> and, and and I think there is that kind of tongue in cheek element with Die Hard two, where he acknowledges like, how can the same thing happen to the same guy twice? mean, yeah. they yeah. kind of, but the, but the bad guys in that uh, played by William Sadler. And there's, mm-hmm. and actually there's a couple of, uh, uh, if, if you're really paying attention, a couple of the quote unquote, and actually those that they are actually more, I guess, terrorist, like domestic kind of terrorists. Yeah. Um, and I'm not giving anything away. You know, that in the first like five minutes of the movie, um, but the uh, John Leguizamo, I believe, was one of them. And uh, R- Robert Patrick, who went on to be the T-1000 yeah. in yeah. G2. And yeah, so uh, Die Hard 2, uh, it, it held up for me. I enjoyed it. I was, I, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Samuel L. Jackson aside, just because he's pretty much awesome and everything. Speaking of <laughs> a, ba- a badass monkey fighter. He's monkey
2: fighting snakes on this monkey fighting plane.
0: And <laughs> Didn't you say that was the TV version they edited? <laughs> and when they edited it?
2: Yeah, when they when they played it on TV like on network instead of the mfing snakes on an mfing plane, all of the mfing was replaced with monkey fighting and I thought that just makes it awesomer.
0: Well, <laughs> well it does and especially when you consider the fact not that 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 concept wasn't like a crass play on just trying to make a buck anyway, but yes. from what I understand the original version of that movie was like PG-13 and they actually went back in post to have him drop the mf bomb.
2: And ramped it up
0: <laughs> just, just so they yeah because then they got nice. more street cred.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I um, there was a couple of things about. Well, we talked about this briefly when you you mentioned it before we watched this. That this Die Hard the original actually was fairly
0: language ridden. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah, but
2: you know what though you you mentioned that and it it wasn't jarring out of the movie oh no for i
0: don't think it was that no no
2: it didn't it didn't pull me out like he definitely curses a lot it but it feels very much like his character oh, It feels yeah. very mm-hmm. much like what goes on and um you know of course the quintessential line from this movie is you know the yippee kaye mother beep yep and backs in you know backs away that to me was just Although I, awesome lo- I love the way
0: hans delivers it at the end what, what was it you said to me yippee ki <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, which leads me to one of my favorite parts of this movie, which was Alan Rickman, who yes. played Hans Gruber in oh, this. Oh, god, he's so awesome! Uh, he's just fantastic in this. Now, of course, I know him most from you know his part in the Harry Potter series. He's Severus Snape um, and plays a, a awesome character in that. And then, of course, he was in um, Galaxy Quest with uh, Tim Allen, and um, he was he was funny in that. It's Sigourney Weaver, but. He's just – he plays such a perfect, hyper-intelligent but cold, mm-hmm. callous, perfect
0: killer. He's, he's, like, he's a very if, multidimensional character though. You like him. He's an a yes, but yeah, you like him.
2: Yes, you do. And he's not so just base and and like, all right, yeah, he's a bad guy. I get it. He's just mm-hmm. the uh, – he does all things evil. No, he actually is a really cool, cool bad guy And. I think that's what makes the interplay between him and McClane work so yeah. well is that you kind of root both of them a little bit. So, you know, towards the end, because they're obviously robbing this building and trying to get all this money um, and bearer bonds, technically not really cash. But um, you really I was kind of found myself at the end like, dude, I hope he gets out,
0: man. <laughs> well, and I think it's <laughs> funny about or... his, the way he plays that character. And I watched a very brief that a very quick uh, interview on YouTube with him uh, around the time of shooting. Mm-hmm. Die Hard, and Rickman was talking about that to him. Hans wasn't a bad guy. He was just a man who knew what he wanted and was going after it, and that was and oh, and I think and, and a great actor and great writing in general will do that. They, you know, yeah. bad guys don't know they're bad guys; <laughs> they think that what they're doing is just, or they can they can rationalize it. It's they can make it honorable. Right. They can whatever their reasoning is. You know, even if it's greed, they'll be like, "Yeah, but the you know I'm just sticking it to the system that stuck it to me, whatever." And that is what Han, that's what makes Han so awesome and dynamic is that. Wickman plays him that way. He does not just play him as this, you know, I'm a cold, calculating, killing machine, and I'm shooting people in the head. You know, oh, and and before I forget, because I swear if I forgot this, I'd be pissed. Ellis. I love Ellis. Hans. Booby.
3: Can we talk?
0: (laughs) He is the quintessential 80s yuppie douchebag. I love when he... Coke's. Snorting. When McCl- McClane yep. walks in the office and you know he's snorting Coke, and he's like, and all McLean's first thing, he just looks at <laughs> me and he goes, I, I miss something. I miss something. I, I, he's just, he's such a suck up. And I love like how he comes <laughs> into Hans. He, he, he goes, Hans, Hans. I can give him to you. And he's just, oh, he's such, and then that moment when he, re- you know, yo, Hans, what? My method actor here? Put away the props. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's because Hans is getting up the gun. And then, and uh, John. Johnny's starting to sweat. <laughs> I bet that. Yeah. Koka, I bet he sobered up real quick. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I loved him. He was actually fantastic, yes. and, and the way he kind of played it up was yeah, good. Hart's I mean, it was Bachner, definitely I think very was the, uh, 80s. The actor.
0: Yes, he was very 80s. Yeah.
2: That was great. Um, and I also really kind of liked. I mean, we didn't talk really about her, but um, Bonnie Bedelia oh, plays yeah, his yeah. strange wife, um, who in the movie. Because they've been kind of separated, and her way of moving up the company, uh, she changed her name back to her maiden name, and she went by Miss Gennaro instead of Mrs. McLean, and um, that whole bit, and all the way through the movie up towards the end, until the end or close to the end anyway, yeah. they didn't know she was related to John and you know, McLean, and that they were you know husband and wife, but I that brought up a big the only real plot hole in this, I mean other than the fact that you know walkie-talkies and CB radios don't work that you can interrupt people. So the walkie-talkies and CBs in this, they treated them all like they were phones. Yeah. So that was a little weird, but that I can overlook. I mean, that was just, uh, that that made for the, the tension and it made for the dialogue, yeah. it worked. It would have been clunky and weird otherwise. The one thing that you, maybe you can help me with, and maybe I missed something, but the whole time they don't know that McLean is related to anybody there. Yeah. And then at one point the D-bag... William Atherton, who played uh, Richard Thornburg, who played the the TV reporter, goes to their house where their kids are and their nanny, and he says to the nanny, "If you don't let me in, I'm calling the INS and they're coming yeah, for you." And uh-huh. so, so the terrorists all see the news reporter guy interviewing the mm-hmm. the little kids, mm-hmm. and all he says is, "Your mommy and daddy are so brave. How do yep. you feel?" Yep. And then that's when Gruber's like. <gasps> Mommy and Daddy, oh, you're and then he flips well, up the he picture he and doesn't, realize... He doesn't
0: actually utter those lines or say it, it, it or react that way. <laughs> no, because if he did, it wouldn't be Alan Rickman; it would be Jason Grooms playing Hans Gruber. <laughs> but but he makes that face. Yes, and I know what you're plus talking about. At
2: that moment, he flips it up. And, but I I, I thought thinking... about that
0: too. But I think I can I can explain it away. <laughs> but it's going to be. I'm going to be be stretching, and here's why. Because I think I get a vibe, like maybe there was, because we've talked about this before, scenes get cut, and things that were intended, you know, they could send things in a whole different direction, but for time, or or just didn't work, they don't use it, so they just have to assume the audience will fill in blanks. Hans has been sitting in this office now for a while, okay? out. Yeah, so more than likely, he's seen these pictures, and he's seen that kid, so I think what it is, he put two and two together that that little girl was Holly's daughter, and but they're talking about her parents are both of them as if they're both there, and so that one. And he had also seen Holly glance at the pic. Remember when she came in and she kind of yeah, and she and, kind of glanced yeah, at the Gennaro, picture. And he facing makes a big down, deal to yeah. point out Gennaro. and he a very. And you can make the argument Hans is obviously this kind of super genius kind of guy, and although not such a super genius that he didn't know what Takagi looked like before he got there <laughs> i would argue uh, that's yeah. a bigger plot hole because yes. wait a minute you put this whole <laughs> big ass plan together you knew the fbi now, was going to be reliable which the fbi now yes. listen yes
2: i could argue that he knew and he was just messing that with him that whole him. time yes. he was messing with him because i i like to believe
0: that because otherwise for the love of god <laughs> why wouldn't he strange. know what Takagi yeah. looked like
2: yeah but but i mean it just kind of struck me at that moment like Wait a second.
0: Yeah, I thought I, I actually draw the conclusion that he knew what the daughter looked like. He had put two and two together about her glancing at that picture. He had seen what McLean looked like at that point. Lifts up the picture. Right. Boom, two and two. Right. Mrs. McLean, how nice well, to finally what make I your acquaintance. Was, yeah, well, what
2: I thought was funny was that little gap there, which you know, I mean, the fact that you noticed it tells me that, you know, that it was actually something there. But the fact that that didn't actually skip a beat. It didn't stop the movie at all. And it didn't feel oh, no, like, you're in oh, it. that pulled me out. No, you literally are so following along at that moment when that happens. You're like, yep, whatever. Yeah, you're, but you're, I you're, you're, like, you're
0: th- like, oh no, he knows Holly's McLean. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. I actually thought that, um, similar to what you thought, I thought that maybe they edited out where on the TV they showed a picture of mommy and daddy. Or you know, they showed a picture yeah. of the two they of them, and he kind have. of clicked. Yeah. yeah, and they maybe edited some little bit out because it felt like there's a little bit of a tiny hole there. But that was it, man. Everything else, I mean, it just felt, it, it just felt so right, and dude. I, it felt I, so right. I,
0: I, I, it, so, oh, it it hurts so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yes, come All out right. to the coast, maybe get together, we'll have a few. Have a- and that's the thing is even Everything all the one liners hold up. I mean, you go watch like some old uh, Schwarzenegger movies and they're like groan inducing funny some of the one liners. It became like this, you know, parody. But in this movie, they're not so much one liners, they're just they're from the character. Like the moment when he's, <laughs> towards the end, he's on the roof. The FBI, Johnson and Johnson, by the way, which I said the other thing. All the little <laughs> jokes. Was good. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson, no relation, you yeah, because the one's a white guy, the one's a black guy, which by the way, did you catch who the one FBI agent was? It's Robert Davy or Davi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Goonies. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of other crap. Yes,
2: absolutely. He played one of the Fatelli brothers. So yep. technically there um, are two was...
0: Goonies people in this movie.
2: Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. But like, before we get to that, I want to yeah. do the Johnson thing. Um, when he says, um, you know, he introduces them and uh, it's John, Agent Johnson and Johnson, no relation. They, I thought that was funny, but then they played it up again yes. where he's on the CB and he's like, no, or on the, the phone, he's like, this is this Agent Johnson. No, the other one. And I'm like, come on,
0: really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's what's great, but that's what's so wonderful about the movie. So when John McClane is up on the roof and he realizes that the whole roof is going to blow and he's tying the yep. fire hose. And just that, that the honesty of that moment when he's like, God, John, how the F did you get yourself into this F? And, and he just the way he's just, re- just giving himself hell yeah. as he's trying to figure <laughs> out how to tie this just tight enough so he doesn't fall you know, 30 plus floors to his death. And, he's already, we yeah. know, and we've established this guy's scared of heights because he doesn't like to fly. He doesn't like any of that crap. So yep. he's got to jump off the side. I mean, to me, that is, like, fear of heights is probably my number one thing. I mean, confession on the podcast, Jason knows this about me. I've never flown in an airplane before. Never have. I was in a <laughs> helicopter one time doing a video production thing for this uh, cleanup, you know, the the county You know litter thing. And the guy was, like, a, a Vietnam pilot. <laughs> And so we're banking around, like, Cypress Which Street. Which Robert Davies said. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's flying. Yeah, he it's like, F it like, just, just like, back up. <laughs> <laughs> and Cygon! back And the guy, I was 12 years old, D-head. No, <laughs> you know, I was in junior high. I was in junior high, D-head. In- D-head. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's what I love about it. So it has all those little moments, and there's just... The whole McLean character is just so honest. And what I really love yeah. is how I, I honestly feel like he engages in, in acts of mass destruction. Not so much... As a checkmate, clever move. I mean, he does do that. But McLean does it because he's so anti-authoritarian. He's like a John Carpenter hero, okay? He's so anti-authority. Mm-hmm. He's so, like, stick it in your face. I don't give a crap if we all go down. That, that moment when... They're uh, shooting the, uh, the, you know, gentlemen, the police have themselves an RV. And, and they shoot it with the grenade, <laughs> the grenade launcher, the missile yeah. launcher. And then, you know, McLean's yelling, "They let them back out. You know, the, you know, they're sitting ducks down there. And, you know, Yo, thank you, Mr. McLean. I'll take it under advisement. Shoot again. And then he's like, mm-hmm. you know, take this under advisement, jerk weed. And he takes the yeah. C-4 <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts sticking detonators, ties it around a chair. And later on, <laughs> one of our callers, the lovely Gail, will point out that that in the theater, when she saw this in the theater, that moment. When it just, and just in the effects, dude, the effects hold up. I mean, I was watching this yeah. on stream, even though I have it on DVD. I just went ahead and watched the streaming on Netflix and on my particular yep. setup. It wasn't exactly of the highest quality and it, it still holds up like the, the helicopter. Cause that's all model. That's all model work. That yeah. helicopter, if you watch the behind the scenes stuff, that is a model helicopter coming down. Obviously they didn't really blow up the building cause it's, I believe it's still there. Um, so, yeah, I just – I think it all holds up. I love those little touches. I love those little elements.
2: But I don't – and I got to be – to be completely honest here, The if that same – those same lines, I don't think anybody else at that time period, like any of the other action heroes, I don't think any of them could have pulled this off.
0: No, not, not because like they did, no. Because
2: other than Bruce Willis, because he has that kind of smart-ass – that yep. smirk that he yep. gets yeah, is just absolutely perfect.
0: That's what I meant by that's, that's what I meant earlier. Way, that's what I meant earlier. He just gets that smirk. Yes. It's kind of like you're like God. He's kind of a heat dick, but I like him.
2: No, he <laughs> is John McClane. Yes, I mean, it's really like is. he fits this character perfectly, and um, yeah, so I I absolutely love it. I think it, it felt good. The the effects were all good. The gunshots were you know, and and the gun effects were good. The explosion effects were uh, good. Everything in this felt um, very machismo, but. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So, um, a couple quick things. You know, there were some more in this we didn't talk about. Obviously, um, we mentioned William Atherton, um, Reginald VelJohnson, Bonnie um, Bonnie Bedelia, uh, Paul Gleason, who played Chief Chief Dwayne T. Robinson. (laughs) Welcome, (laughs) Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, the other thing this movie taught me is that uh, the Los Angeles Police Department are a bunch of a-holes because they're all pretty much just jackasses. Okay, so let me so, get this straight. That, than-
0: no, wait, this movie taught it to you, not the L.A. riots
2: and that whole situation
0: <laughs> and the Rodney King thing. That, that didn't teach it to you. This did.
2: Yeah, no. Um, and then <laughs> Alan um, Alan Rickman you mentioned, and uh, who else? Who else would you think was really? I mean, Robert David we mentioned. Who did we
0: miss? Uh, you said Paul Gleason, uh, William Atherton. Yep. I'm trying to think. Oh well, um, uh, I believe his name is. Oh crap! I'm gonna have to cheat. Hold on, Al something or other. He was the uh, the Fu Manchu terrorist guy because he's been. He was in Lethal oh, Weapon. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, he was in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. He played uh, the guy who tortures uh, uh, Riggs. He was uh, guys. Yeah, was, Al Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I believe Al he has been in a lot he of played, stuff.
2: Yeah, he played Genghis Khan. Um, oh, that's in, right. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, he's Khan. Yeah, so, he's a stunt. Yeah.
0: And I think oh, and Big Trouble in Little China. He was in that too. Yes. Um, now Devore yep. White, who played Argyle, the kid who's driving the limo. Um, oh, yes, oh, limo was, driver. He, oh, I love him. <laughs> I, he's so he's so, and, and that's what I love about the movie too. And the reason and the script was written by Jeb Stewart and Stephen E. D'Souza. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I love how they set everything up so perfectly I mean, we've talked about before about the idea okay you establish you know
2: Yeah, and, and you
0: yep. set up like okay this particular weapon is going to come into play so let's go and stuff yep. but it's the way they do it the fact that by having um, you know some of the comments that are made in the limo uh, early on like about the CB it's just a throwaway line but that's kind yep. of important so that oh wow convenient he had a CB we don't even think about it we're not yep. we're not cluttering up our pretty little minds with that and kind it of crap flowed,
2: but it flowed perfectly yes, with the it did. Uh, dialogue and with everything else talk about it was actually it came out you know smooth so yeah they they definitely did that so oops <laughs> yes now are you ready for our picks
0: i am indeed uh are you
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> more than <laughs>
0: Indeed, my friend. Indeed.
2: So to continue the trend of letting you go first, I think that uh, I'm going to let you go first again because I'm really anxious to hear what your pick is for this one.
0: Are you now? Well, let's see. I no. my, In classic Joel fashion, I started off with, maybe I'll do Last Boy Scout. I like Last Boy Scout, and it's got Damon Wayans in it, damn it. One, Toby, Toby. <laughs> but then, no. No, I was doing my ubiquitous sitting with iPad 2 on crapper and then I said, I know what I'll do. I'll do 1974 Sugarland Express, which had William Atherton in it. And it was directed by Steven Spielberg. And then Jason said something as we were about to record. <laughs> and I said, no, screw that. I'm doing this movie because I loved it in the movie theater. I haven't seen it in years. And I'm sure if I saw it now, I would wonder what the hell was wrong with me when I saw it in the theater. And that is 1991's Hudson Hawk, starring Mr. Bruce <laughs> Freakin' Willis and Danny Aiello and Andy, say it with me, kids, Rrr, McDowell, okay? Had James Coburn in it. Oh, with I think it's Andy
2: Dick. I'm like, damn. And huh? Sandra
0: Bernhardt. And let's get something out, out of the way right now. Sexy. Sandra Bernhardt is sexy.
2: You need to drink some more, my there, friend. There is a show uh, yeah.
0: on in Orlando that Jason knows about. It's called The Phillips File. I'll never forget this. Because of The Phillips yep. File, Jim Phillips, who has been in radio for eons.
2: Decades, yep.
0: Yes, decades. And he's a funny dude. And I remember him making the argument that, yes, I get that she's not, quote, unquote, classically beautiful. But he was making the argument that she was sexy. Now, his whole argument was contingent mm. on the idea that he figured she was a freaky deaky. And, <laughs> and so... But I have to concur with the master, Mr. Phillips, and say, yes, "Yes." Sandra Bernhardt's sexy. Sorry, kids.
2: Whatever. I wonder wonder
0: if that'll open any controversy up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. but anyway. Hudson Hawk. Yes, Hudson Hawk, and of course, uh, in in classic fashion, this one is not as long as the Die Hard uh, trailer, or uh, summary, excuse me, synopsis. Eddie Hawkins, called Hudson Hawk, has just been released from 10 years of prison and is planning to spend the rest of his life honestly. (laughs) But then the crazy Mayflower couple blackmail him to steal some of the works of Leonardo da Vinci. If he refuses, they threaten to kill his friend Tommy. All that, (laughs) and Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello singing, If You Like to Swing on a Star, as they (laughs) steal crap. Sing show tunes. (laughs) I don't know, I remember this movie just being very fun, and I know it was like a passion project for Willis and I believe Aiello. And so, yes, Hudson Hawk. 1991. To quote the great Gremlins 2, check it out one time, <laughs> won't you?
2: I actually remember when that movie came out. It kind of sparked in my cousin, who's only I think a year and a half older than me, um, a fashion trend where he decided he was going to wear that hat and sunglasses like Bruce Willis did. So yeah,
0: with that kind of with that head cocked to the side like a German Shepherd. That heard oil, yes. Like a yes, those
2: round kind of John Lennon glasses yeah. and, that, and that little kind so, yeah. of
0: little lip yeah. kind of kind of cocked to the side a little bit with the. <laughs> Yeah. Hipkae. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I actually uh, decided to go a little more highbrow.
0: Of course, I'm you going a,
2: a little more forgotten,
0: a little more esoteric, a uh, little more obscure. A little more. Okay. I mean, I like I'm it. going I like for it.
2: the kind of the film, the cinephile. I'm okay. A, 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 mm-hmm.
0: I'm are you going li- for... Are you listening out there? Are you elitist cinephiles? Because I know we have a huge exactly. contingent Please. of you in the audience. Dave. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Which Dave um, am I, I want, talking about? Uh, I, I wonder. mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. hmm. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Uh, Roger. Roger Ebert,
2: maybe. Hmm? Oh, he is yeah? the Are you listening? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and even, you know, for some of the out there folks, this is something I uh, you may have seen. if I I don't
0: think so. I, I bet you they haven't. Uh, probably not. Okay. Probably not. What is it?
2: Um, I decided to go with another film by uh, the director Jean McTiment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe, in fact, he is a French filmmaker. Yes. I think he, he, he worked under Belgian. Truffaut. Belgian? He, they worked on uh, Jules Luxembourg. et Jim and they worked on The 400 <laughs> Blows together, I believe. Which was, in <laughs> fact, a porn movie that was an offshoot of the French New Wave film, The 400 uh, Blow Wait, The 400 Jot*. Wait, what was it called? Oh, wait, what? What? I'm sorry, go ahead and finish your point.
2: <laughs> yes, and I also went a little further back in time. Yes. Um, because no, I'm not going to be so 1988. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going with. 1987's Predator Baby. <laughs> oh, now, no,
0: hold on. Predator Baby. Was this the Bergman film it's about the child that was the product, the, the spawn, in fact, of a sexual predator? And the and the woman's...
2: Hitchcock actually had a, a cameo in this, you know? Did he? He's walking these two little foo-foo dogs through the spaceship. You didn't see that?
0: No, I totally missed that part.
2: <laughs> no, I am going for the full-on <laughs> balls-to-the-wall, testosterone-pushing... Schwarzenegger classic, Predator. Yeah, I know. I couldn't resist because this is actually one of my favorite action movies, um, even more so than Commando. I know we talked about it in our Schwarzenegger episode. But this one stars Arnold as this Commando. They go into the woods to um, kind of do this covert action, and they realize they're being hunted by this alien and this alien – Hunts humans and especially ones that can fight back. So it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, um, uh, Bill Duke, who plays this, this awesome character, and Jesse the Body Ventura. Um, ain't got time it's, it's, to
0: bleed? I ain't
2: got time to bleed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love this film. It is for me as quotable as Die Hard was for you as a kid. I've seen this so many times, um, but you know, it's it's nothing highfalutin, but. This movie is awesome for me, so I don't know if we'll put it on our list for next year because it was kind of a big one, and obviously it's got – had kind of a big uh, – um, it was a blockbuster of its time, and it's still, I think, pretty much holds up Scott the Thomas? same. I mean, yeah, <laughs> so um, cool. It's a very cool movie, and especially kind of a machismo movie like this one was, so that's – I kind of drew the parallel, but it was also done by John um, McTierman, so.
0: Well, and I think it was interesting. You know, I know we've talked about this before, you and I offline. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Shane Black, the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon and uh, yeah. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, Long Kiss, Goodnight*, and Kind of plays the nerdy guy oh, in yeah, it. He, yeah, he's actually in the movie. And he actually uh, yeah. co-wrote Monster Squad. I <laughs> had to get yep. it in there.
2: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, the one thing about Predator, and I watched it not that long ago, I still love it, but it really stood out to me how annoying the music was. Now, I love the music, but it's interesting because Michael Kamen did the score for Die Hard, and it's it's constant. I mean, yeah. there's constantly music going, but it just, it works because it's he really uses, like, the Christmas themes, and then they Oh, pieces. God, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's at several points, he, like, even uses... Go
2: ahead. Yeah. He even used, like, little, like, Joy to the World moments in the big action music, you know, but it was just little bits. It was brilliant.
0: Great. But yet, Alan Silvestri, who was a great composer, you know... I just rem- remember I was watching, it it's almost like the music in that movie drowns out. It's almost like it's too much. It's it's good. It's powerful, no. but it's, uh, I don't know.
2: It's hard. To, I love of, the music. for that. I have the soundtrack for I this. I love the
0: music. I could listen to the soundtrack, but for just some reason, I, I don't even, it's, it's almost like it just overpowers some of the visuals. Like RoboCop has a similar score, yeah. okay? But yeah. it, it just, it's, I, I don't know, maybe it just didn't work. Like, it seemed to be a little more subtle. I mean, they're yeah. in the wilderness, they're in the jungle. I just, I guess it maybe needed maybe to be a little less bombastic over- and orchestrated. I don't know, but yeah. that's just a personal thing. I mean, it's still a great mm. movie.
2: Although yeah. Predator is the one that so. just
0: came out with What's-His-Nuts, the the kid who looks like Sherlock Holmes. Oh, my God. <sighs> Adrian Adrian, Bro- Adrian Brody as an action hero, the one that just came out. Oh, yes, RJ. yes, the
2: new one. No, 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 oh. no, no. no. <sighs> God, not doing remakes oh, here because yeah,
0: you know what? Th- this is where we're at, folks. Uh, <laughs> we we had Schwarzenegger. We grew up with Schwarzenegger. Kids, they grow up with, Adrian Brody. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; he's a fantastic actor, but I'm sorry, he's not a Schwarzenegger uh, replacement. No. Give me a no. break.
2: Not even not even a Carl Weathers replacement. I'm sorry. Oh so. no, not even close. Hi, this is Kevin Batchelder. Oh and this is the Saturday B-Movie Reel.
1: Do
5: Shoot it. Shoot it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that about describes it, yeah.
5: All right, everybody stay here.
2: We look specifically at the Sci-Fi Channel's original movies. You know the ones. The ones that air on Saturday night. Be
3: known throughout the ages as an instant classic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need a bigger gator! Uh, limb cutting yes. and blood squirting from <laughs> flying limbs, <laughs> from I called it on my notes.
1: What could go wrong?
2: We look on a regular basis at the movies as they come out, and since there have been over 200 of them, we do go back and look at many of them that are now out on DVD. Please, no! By this point, I had completely forgotten any <laughs> semblance of seeing if this actually makes any sense from a plot point of view. So come on by, get involved and have some fun. Check us out at saturdaybemoviereel.com.
0: Our future depends on it.
2: make it safe. With that, would you like to get into our most most spectacular feedback calls that we have today?:
0: I think I will, my friend, and first up is our buddy, the one and only the mags.
3: Happy Christmas boys. Mags here. Um, Don't really have an awful lot to say about Die Hard, I'm afraid. Um, But I did promise I would phone in because Gail did as well. So fulfilling my side of the bargain. Um, As I said, not an awful lot to say about Die Hard, apart from the fact it is a great Christmas movie. Um, And I do love Bruce Willis, as well we know. Um, But apart from that, nothing constructive to say whatsoever. Apart from happy Christmas, everyone, and speak to you in the new year. Bye!
0: Mag, wait, wait, love, wait, 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 wait. Let me just say this, Jason. Jason, really, yeah. her accent wasn't much better than mine. Oh my no, god! Actually, no. I just actually I love her accent. It's awesome. Um, yes, she sounds
2: much by a thousand percent better than you, even with your stupid American accent. Uh, wow! But really? I love to...
0: Really, a little self hatred there, huh, <laughs> yes. Jay? Huh? Yeah. A, a, a um, little. I, gotta say,
2: I love the fact that she called in because of a dare.
0: Yeah, peer I love. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that Twitter gay. equals peer pressure, kids. So really, Mags, that's that's all it takes?
2: Really? Uh, Hey, now. We're going to miss
0: now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mags, you are going to be followed up by no longer a blue Peter, but a sick Peter.
4: Hey, guys. It's me. Uh, I'm not calling from the balcony because it's uh, cold and I'm running a fever and a cold here, so I don't think that's such a good idea. Uh, anyway, uh, I was going to go in and say that I was shocked and well appalled, even that Jason hadn't seen Die Hard. But uh, I just then I realized that I hadn't seen by Christmas. So, yeah, well, I have now though. It's a great movie. I, I, I really liked it. Uh, Die Hard. What can we say about that? Uh, returning to the, the censorship discussion we've had before, Die Hard was actually cut here in Sweden on its initial release, a couple of scenes, uh, well, violence, fisticuffs and shootings, you know. So if you get uh, a hold of an old VHS copy, I, I would imagine it was cut. No, it well, it isn't now anymore, but, but it, it was at the time. Uh, yeah, well, that's about it. I'm going to keep this kind of brief. Just wanted to take the opportunity also to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And to to the old listeners uh, who are checking you out, old listeners, new listeners, and future listeners. Not that they might hear this since they're future listeners. Yeah, well, the fever's getting the better of me here. Have fun, guys.
0: Bye-bye. Peter, if you die on us, I swear to God. I, I, will, I will
2: kill you. I will
0: get in a rowboat, <laughs> and I will paddle my ass across the Atlantic, get lost somewhere around, like, Portugal, maybe. Be really confused. Nobody will be able to understand my bad Cockney accent because I'll think I'm in the UK. It will be really upsetting all because you died. So do not die on me. Now, And, and I, yeah. I know this
2: is shocking. Yes. I, I, I want you to stay calm. Okay. I am not actually the 80s God that everybody thinks I am. What? Take it easy. What? But I am now complete. So now having seen Die, Die Hard, Got now it. I am an 80s God. So yeah, yeah. continue your worship. That's all I have to say. Wow. Thank you, Peter.
0: Yes, yes. <clears throat> Thank you for that, Peter. <laughs> and honestly, what a freaking trooper, folks. He calls in sick. What's the rest of your excuses? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, folks. Our buddy Will from over at SilverEmulsion.com. Great movie reviews. Check him out. Here he is.
4: Hey, guys. This is Will from Silver SilverEmulsion. Uh, just wondering, hopefully I got in uh, in time for the Die Hard episode. Um, I just uh, wanted to say how much I love Die Hard. It's such a great movie. And uh, when I was a kid, my buddy used to come home from school every day and watch Die Hard for months, probably like six months straight. So he's seen it more than anybody I know. And I've probably seen it, I don't know, 20 or 30 times myself. So it's just, any movie that you can see that much, it's a testament to how awesome it is. And it still holds up, still awesome. And, uh, hey, wait, uh, hold on. Somebody wants to say something. Hello, I'm here. Come on, Forgotten Freaks podcast. Why do you
2: going
0: to do my movie? out all
2: the way. I'm here. Come on.
0: Do it. Come on. <laughs> I love that, that movie. Uh, How wait, can wait, you not wait, love it? I wait, love that. Wait, wait. It was that Hans and Franz? <laughs> We're going to pump you up. Yes. Thank you, Arnie. and <sighs> thank you will. Think all the way. Maybe Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that will make next year's <sighs> Merry Flixmas. God. Uh, I love that movie. <laughs> and oh, and wait, wait. The best part of that movie is it has little Annie in it. You know, the future Darth Vader that jumps up and says, Yippee! Oh, <laughs> God. Get yeah, over it, man. Yeah, whatever. That's never going to happen. Uh, and next <sighs> All right. up, the wonderful, the lovely, the... Yeah, that's right. She called in full... Gail.
3: Hi, Joel and Jason. This is Gail finally calling, um... You know, it's Die Hard that got me to call in. I love this movie, and I'm really glad you're doing it on the podcast. Uh, I've seen this movie many, many times, and it never fails uh, to amuse me and entertain me, and it's one of my go-to movies when I need to see an explosion or two or three. Um, A story for you, years ago when this was still in the theaters, I had already seen it uh, probably three or four times, and I went by myself to my old local theater and sat in the center of the fifth row, I didn't want to miss any of the action, even though I'd already seen it several times. And I've got to tell you, the fireball coming up from the elevator shaft was just spectacular from that seat, And it's something that uh, I don't uh, forget and I think of every time I rewatch the movie. Anyway, um, like I said, I just saw the movie again and um, Argyle still cracks me up. I still hate that stupid ass reporter. and Al, I still love Al, and everybody else in the movie just makes it perfect for me. It's not, you know, a perfect film, but it's still very entertaining, and like I said, it's perfect for me. Anyway, glad I finally called in. Happy holidays to you and all the podcast listeners. I will be listening in 2012, and I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.
0: Thank you, Gail. That was fantastic. And Best
2: voicemail Of the
0: last 10 minutes.
2: No, best voicemail of 2011. Hello. We've been waiting for her to call for like a year.
0: Yes. And she she did it. And you know what? It (laughs) takes guts, folks. It takes guts. I mean, seriously, to have your voice, even within the proximity (laughs) of ours, takes some serious guts because people are just going to assume really bad things about you when they hear you with us. Uh, Yeah. And the other thing I've noticed, is it me or do the people who call us sound far too intelligent to be listening to us? like they just sound smart <laughs> i'm thinking a, really why what it's a complete
2: accident who knows i think it is yeah yeah oh and of oh, course
0: you well. mentioned the reporter which we said was richard atherton and and we would be remiss we didn't mention her mary ellen trainer the actress uh, yes. that i swear we have done more movies with her in it right? I think monster. we actually have. Yeah, she yeah and yeah. she's the second Goonies person we talked yep, about. Yeah, she was a Goonies, the Monster Squad. She's been in a crap ton of stuff, all the Lethal Weapon movies. She played Gail Wallins. She's kind of in a little bit, you know, it's like in the, the extra kind of part. Newscaster. Of she, she's... Newscaster, she's... anchor. But she played that same character, as I mentioned on a previous show, in the movie Ricochet with Denzel yep. Washington. Uh, yep. So that kind of carried over, which was kind of neat. And I do love that moment when she's talking with the guy who wrote the book. Hostage, terrorist, terrorist, hostage. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so and the guy's like, they yeah. should now be going through what we call the Helsinki, Helsinki syndrome. syndrome. And that other D-bag news reporter's like, yeah,
0: Helsinki, Sweden?
2: <laughs> uh, mm. Finland, actually. Or is it, um. or is it,
0: or is it Norway? <laughs> or is it Denmark? <laughs> Whatever. Peter, help oh. us out here, buddy. Mm. Yeah, we got nothing. <laughs> okay, so the American public education system strikes again. <laughs> Next up, another friend of the America. show. And and prolific uh, contributor like Mags to the Forgotten Flicks website. Dave Umbricht, folks, the gentleman who is also known to many of you as the Quizmaster. The Quizmaster speaketh. Ye shall listeneth.
5: Hey guys, it's Dave Umbricht. Hope you guys are doing well. Anyways, it's my first time calling because I just want to congratulate Jason on finally saying die Hard. You know, my first reaction was, I can't believe this guy has never seen the movie. But, you know what? We all have gaps in the movies. I mean, it doesn't matter how much of a film geek you are. You always have a gap in something you've seen. So, be it, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I think, Joe, I don't think you've ever seen Casablanca. For some reason, I mm-hmm. to you that. But here's the thing I was thinking to myself, as, mu- as happy as I was for Jason to see it, I just, I really questioned how much he was really going to enjoy it. Now, I'm sure he's going to enjoy it to the you know, he's going to say it was good, and, you know, he's going to appreciate it, but, you know, there's been so many derivatives of Die Hard since then, and, you know, even Bruce Willis, I mean, he's played a character, and he's played cartoons, versions of, uh, of this cartoon version of himself so many times that, you know, it might be lost, but, you know, back in 1988, you know, I got to tell you, this is one of the most, it was one of those moments in a theater for myself that, uh, you know, really was, like, one of those wow, wow moments. Now, it was the third R rated movie I've ever seen in my life. First one was Predator. Second one was a Chuck Norris movie called The Hero and the Terror. I it, I might not say anything more about it. But Die Hard, you know, was just amazing to me. You guys have gone I'm sure you guys have gone through the entire discussion of what makes it so great, you know, every character, you know, so many great throwaway lines, you know, Alan Rickman coming out of nowhere for the first time, and no one knew who the heck he was. But it really came down to Bruce. You know, you guys, I know you guys love Bruce Campbell. I love Bruce Campbell, too, but Bruce Willis was my guy. You know, I loved him in Moonlighting. They're a great smart-ass. I mean, my love of him culminated in probably, you know, two different things, but I'll tell you the one story. The day that when I was, I think I was 12 or 13, got my hair cut, sitting in the barber's chair, and I said, I want to get my hair cut like Bruce Willis trying to explain to him what that meant. And uh, I kept saying, you know, I want a little bit of, uh, you know, I want my hair back. I want this little square in the front. And Barbara's looking at me at like I'm crazy. My mother was standing there, and he, you know, they're looking at each other like they had no idea until it finally hit my mother. And she said, oh, he wants a receding hairline. So, uh, yeah, I was the only 12-year-old that wanted to have uh, that cool little square or whatever I thought it was. So, anyways, just want to wish... You guys, all the podcast listeners, everyone that listen reads forgottenflicks.com. A uh, happy holidays, and uh, you know, here's to a great 2012, everybody. Um, awesome. Talk to you soon.
0: Let me just say real quick. I too <laughs> wanted to have Bruce Willis's hair, and be That's careful. That's because by the time this movie came out, you what, had none. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, you yes. have his hair now. No, like I have His oh, hair now. No. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I do. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now.
2: Now. Oh, uh, yes, Dave. I actually did love it, even having absorbed all of his like iterations the, up.
0: I feel like this is the congratulations <laughs> to Jason episode. I know. It's like, you had a baby as a boy. Congratulations. It was yes. John McClane. Uh, he um, cussed you and s- punched you in the throat. <laughs> yes, and our last up, and this actually is completely unheard by us prior to this. Um, normally, obviously, I listen to everybody's voicemail beforehand. Sometimes I have to you know, cut them down for time or shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. yeah, no, usually it's a time thing. And yeah. this is from Daryl, our buddy Daryl, who's been on the show with us several times now from the Nothing's On podcast from uh, umar's uh, you know um i'm brain farting jason help me for the love of god
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's in no apologies no apologies
0: nothing's on and nothing's why on. am i brain farting i know umar why am i brain farting the, the, fixers, the fixers hide, hide out. out there it is it took mm, me a yeah. second i'm i've got problems <laughs> oh god help me please don't hate me umar um yes so spell it daryl daryl's feedback our final one for this evening
2: Hey, this is Darryl.
1: uh Just calling in real quick to leave my little voice thing for uh, Die Hard, which is one of the one of my favorite action movies ever. in action franchises, and I think it it has been a, a formula that has been used many, 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 many times after Die Hard. Um, and I still I love it. I just love it. I love the action, the adventure. It's one of those movies where you can just sit down and root for the good guy and root against the bad guys and you have yippee-yi-yay and all that and how many times has that been used in in jokes and and just all of us have used it one time or another trying to be funny and most of the time we're not um but I love it it uh I love the show love you guys have a happy, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Glad that the Forgotten Flakes is going on and still going and hope it, it keeps going years from now and all that stuff.
2: So take care. <laughs> Daryl. I especially liked all
0: that stuff. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, we love Daryl, too. He knows it. Even, even And I guess Daryl actually lo- loves us even though I, I dissed Wings so bad. But then again, he did some Muppets, so he kind of got me.
2: You're balanced, I yeah, think. Yeah, we're balanced.
0: You're... There's balance to the full.
2: God, is it over already?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, obviously, happy holidays, merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Ramadan. Merry Festivus. Happy, yes, merry Festivus <laughs> to each and every one of you. Happy New Year. Of course, by the time this actually airs, all that other stuff will pretty much be over. But. <laughs> uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> we're going into 2012, folks. It's the last one, so party hardy. Forget that ninety nineteen ninety nine crap that Prince was selling us. No 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 party like it's two thousand twelve. I guess it doesn't have the same ring to it. I'm gonna no, no, party like it's two zero one two dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. That's close. That's yeah. really close. <laughs> that was good, yeah. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Um you want to hit him with the voicemail? <laughs> Give us a call, please. We'd love to hear
2: from you, especially if you haven't called in before. 206-203-0491, and all long-distance rates apply, and especially international rates. But call us anyway, because everybody pretty much does. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And be sure to check us out on ForgottenFlix.com. On Twitter, I'm ForgottenFlix. Jason is Flicks Sidekick. Check out our two, not one folks, two Facebook pages. We have the ForgottenFlix general like it fan page, and we have the <laughs> ForgottenFlix podcast group page. The group. Where, where yeah. there it, it's got we we got just a kind of a core group of folks there and all kinds of crazy shenanigans are happening so uh, <laughs> check that out on on, on good old f book f u book and of course I would be remiss iTunes download us yep. review us check us out um, and I swear. And finally, well, you Z- <laughs> you remember this one day? <laughs> no no oh Z- are you gonna go the zoom because I was gonna go the zoom route buddy? No no um forgottenflix.com. I did I said at the beginning you weren't listening <laughs> 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 you? I don't what yeah what huh no I actually <laughs> and one of these
2: days we will be on zoom oh no I <laughs> submitted no no
0: wait we I didn't tell you because I wanted to see if it would work I did it a week ago man still hasn't shown up I'm getting irritated with zoom Jay I wonder why the zoom marketplace isn't bigger oh because they won't let you put anything in it
2: I think you need to call Bill. Yeah, I'm sure he cares.
0: Call Bill. Is he even involved with Microsoft anymore other than counting his Benjamins? I don't know. (laughs) By Benjamins, he actually has a bunch of guys working their name Benjamin, and he counts them. And he counts them. I think he does. Really weird. Okay. (sighs) So on that note, Jay, any other final words?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I just got to say there's no other 80s movie I have not seen now, so stop calling me.
0: And so, Jason, uh, any uh, other final words? (laughs)
2: nope just quick thanks to jv awesome as always and a, oh, and of a great kevin shout Spen- out to kevin spencer. kevin spencer yep
0: can't forget yep. him and art is fantastic at Inkspatters.com. he does the awesome show art
1: yep yippee ki motherfucker